Good morning. Today is the second Sunday of Lent. Come with me as we journey together to seek God's purpose for us with the sermon series Mosaic, when God uses all the pieces. Last Sunday, we heard about how God uses our restlessness and brings us back to God. And today, we will hear about how God uses our regret. Let us pray. Oh, gracious Lord, we invite you in this place. By your Spirit, help us to have open hearts and open minds so that we can hear what you want us to hear and to do. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As human beings, many of us have things we regret in life. We feel regret when we do something that we wish we hadn't. We feel regret when we say something that we wish we didn't. We feel regret when we wish we had done something when we didn't. According to Dr. Richard Kinnear, a professor of counseling psychology at Arizona State University, the most common regret people have was not being a better student and not studying more. Other common regrets were not being more assertive, not having more self-discipline, not taking more risk, not spending quality time with family members. Last week, one of my friends posted on Facebook page about his father's sudden death. He wrote about how, how sad he was when he learned the news. He wrote about his, how great his father was to his children and how he regretted that he did not notice he was dying. He regretted that he did not re read carefully all the texts and emails that his father sent him recently because he was busy with his work. I am sure we can all relate to him and his regret. Have we ever felt deep regret? No matter what kind of regret you have, regret is difficult burden to bear because regret is often closely associated with feelings of guilt and shame. Regret is related to a negative emotion that occurs when a person believes his or her past actions or behaviors, if changed, may have achieved a better outcome. Regret is different from restlessness of which I spoke about last week. According to Pastor Shane, the author of the book Mosaic, restlessness is more of a directional issue than a weight. 
and more easily remedied as we take Christ's yoke upon us because restlessness is the undoing of our focus, impediment that keeps us from accomplishing the full measure of what God has in store for us. Regret, however, is heavier, more encumbering, and cumbering. It is not easily shaken because it affects our life in negative ways. Pastor Shane addresses three reasons why regrets is heavier. First, regrets steals our joy. As a pastor, I have seen many people who cannot see past their, mis their mistakes. They've made poor decisions or have committed sins or wrongdoing that have left them feeling hopeless and beyond the forgiving grace of God. Regret steals our joy in life and our ability to live life to the fullest as promised in Christ. Second, regret steals our potential. Regret paralyzes the gifts and the future that God has in store for us. Far too often, regret leaves us stuck in the muck of our mistake and then, and then convince us that we have no other options. And lastly, Regret steals our purpose. Regret convinces us that because of one circumstance or another, God can't use us any longer. When I reflect on these three reasons, it reminds me of the story of Judas who betrayed Jesus and sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. But later seeing that Jesus had been condemned by the Roman soldiers, Judas deeply regretted what he had done. Unfortunately, he ended up hanging himself because his regret disabled him to see his potential and the purpose that God has stored in him. Yes, it is true that regret is heavy. Regret weighs us down and steals our joy, our potential, and our purpose. But remember, this is not and that shouldn't be our end story. Because we have Christ who loves us. We have a Christ who died for us. And we have Christ who died for us for our sins and for our regrets. Jesus came to the earth to take the burden, the, the broken pieces of our regrets and place them into a beautiful 
masterpiece like a mosaic. Although we struggle to see them as more than jagged edges of what should have been, God sees our potential from another angle, and God does not regret investing in our future. No story in scripture exemplifies God's plan for restoring our regrets into potential better than that of Peter, who we heard about from today's gospel lessons. Peter, one of the 12 disciples, denied Jesus three times when Jesus was on his way to cross. Actually, the scene, the gospel, Luke chapter 22, about his denial is quite shocking to readers if we know who Peter was. He was the one who passionately followed Christ. He was the one who declared Jesus as Christ, as Lord, and as the Son of God. And his answer made Jesus pleased. And he was the one who cut off the high priest's servant ear in an attempt to, in an attempt to prevent the arrest of Jesus. But Peter, who loved Jesus more than anyone else, denied Jesus Christ, not just once, but three times. When he remembered the words of Jesus, how he had said to him, Jesus said, before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. And the scripture says, Peter went out and wept bitterly. If his story ended here, we will have no hope. But thank God this story does not end here. Both Peter and Judas regretted what they had done. But the outcome was totally different. Judas gave up on the opportunity that God could have restored him from his regrets. And he hung himself and died. On the other hand, Peter repented and put his trust in God and in Jesus with the hope that God would restore his broken pieces of regret and make him into something new. After the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee while his disciples were fishing. I think Jesus intentionally came here to meet Simon Peter, to forgive his denial and touched his regrets and his brokenness. Because Jesus had a profound conversation only with Peter, 
after breakfast. What did Peter do? Unlike Judas, who gave up the opportunity to get redeemed by Jesus, Peter did not miss out on opportunity to get redeemed by Jesus. Because he believed that Jesus would forgive him. Jesus would accept him again. So when Peter heard from the other disciples saying, it is the Lord, he put on some clothes for he was naked and jumped into the sea to greet Jesus Christ. This is so important for us to hear today. Friends, we all make mistakes. We all have regrets. No one is too far gone from something to change unless the person gives up. No one. The potential is always there, never fully gone because our God wants to use our broken pieces and make something beautiful and something useful like a mosaic. After breakfast, Jesus turned to Peter and asked him, Do you love me? Do you love me more than this? And Peter answers, Yes, Lord, I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. Jesus asked him the same question, do you love me? Two more times, as if he tried to overturn Peter's threefold denier of Christ by Jesus' threefold reinstatement. And by threefold reinstatement, feed my sheep. Peter's broken pieces of regret were restored by Jesus. And Peter was greatly used by God for God's purpose and for God's kingdom. Brothers and sisters, we, all, we are all like this broken pieces of sea glass. When we see these pieces individually, each piece looks useless. No one wants the piece. But our God, Jesus Christ, is looking for those pieces, the broken pieces, the jagged and ugly pieces to use them and to make something beautiful and useful for, for God's purpose. So friends, do not let your regret weigh you down. Instead, let's bring our regrets to God and trust that God can heal us. God can fill us with joy, with potential, and with purpose.
and make something beautiful and useful like a mosaic. Let us pray. God of grace, we come to you with gratitude. Thank you for constantly reaching out to us with your grace, even when we are burdened with so many regrets that we feel unworthy to come to you. Forgive us, Lord, and help us keep our trust in you. We pray this in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.